Hey there, I'm Lauren Hicks, pastor of Pacific Christian Center in Santa Maria, California. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. It's my prayer that this message strengthens your faith and draws you closer to God. Now enjoy today's message. Buddy, go ahead and grab a seat. Um, man, you guys got me crying on a Sunday morning. Wow. Um, if you guys do not know me, my name is Rick Pineda. I am the youth pastor here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, youth pastor here at the church. I'm also one of the young adult pastors here on staff. Um, I just want to say thank you for being here with us. Um, I know it's holiday weekend, and honestly, a lot of us were challenged even to get up this morning <laughs> um, because of how stuffed we are. I know, I mean, I, I had my, family, my family's Thanksgiving because they live here in town. Me and KK had our own personal Thanksgiving, and we had a Friendsgiving with some of our high school leadership team. Um, so just like Pastor Lauren, I am done with turkey, okay? <laughs> Do not bring me your leftovers, please. Um, I am done. Um, a fun fact about me and KK, we actually aren't the biggest fan of turkey, and so when we do our personal, you know, Thanksgiving, we did it on Friday, um, we actually cook like a four-pound little uh, chicken um, because we're already, by the, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, we're already done with turkey, okay? And so if, if you're like me and Pastor Lauren, maybe we can go get in and out after this. I'm not sure. But um, like I said, I'm the youth pastor here at the church. I'm so excited uh, to be here to be guest speaking this morning. Um, I serve as youth pastor. Like I said, I serve as our, one of our young adults pastors as well. Um, and if you've been here for the past couple months, and you've probably seen me on the screen, um, give video announcements as well. Um, a little bit also about me, I'm married to KK, who is our kids director. Um, yes, she's amazing. If you're wondering who was like hollering when Pastor Linda was up here, um, it was me, okay, because I love my wife. She's amazing. Um, I wish she was in here, but she is currently in pajamas with all of our kids. Um, she is teaching them about Jesus and being thankful this morning. And I'm pretty sure she's trying to stop a kid from showing his boogers to everybody. Um, that's just kids' ministry, okay? The story, man, the story she tells me, I pray for your parents, okay? I pray for your parents, honestly. Um, but before we even get started, is it okay if I tell you kind of an, an update of what's happening with youth? Is, is that okay? Awesome, cool. Thank you. If you said no, I have the mic, so I, I'm going to say it either way. Um, so just a little update of what's happening with youth. We just got back from winter camp. We call our winter camp Family Weekend, and we got back uh, a couple weekends ago. We took 34 students, uh, which is amazing. Yes, I, I, I loved it. We did it different this year. We usually do a three-day camp, two nights, but this year... On Veterans Day weekend, we did a four-day camp. Um, let me tell you, it felt like we were there for two weeks. Um, I don't know if we'll do it again. Um, I was definitely restful. Like, we weren't jam-packing everything in two days. So it was nice having a four-day camp. But I think after we got home, I was like, is it still November? Is it December? Like, I felt like I was there for two weeks. Um, but we had fun. But the most important part, man, like, for one, uh, some students accepted Jesus for the first time. So, yes, yes, amazing. Second amazing thing, uh, some students recommitted their life to Jesus. And the last thing which I got so hyped over, I can tell you with honesty, every single student experienced Jesus. And let me tell you, it was just an insane, yeah, we can give praise to that, oh yeah. It was just an insane weekend um, of growth and just breakthrough 
And man, like I can't tell you enough how thankful I am for all of you, even those online for not only supporting us um, financially, and, and that's 100% great, but just your prayers, just your prayers, man, I am so thankful. Without your prayers, without some of you prayer warriors praying for us, man, we'd be lost. And so I just want to say thank you for always praying for us. Um, I, want to, I want to encourage you, um, are, are Bill and Grace in the house? Yes, Bill and Grace right there, love them to death. Um, they came up to me a couple weeks ago, and they were like, hey, we just want to see if it's okay if we can sit in on youth service. We just want to see the kids worshiping. We want to see the kids praying. And I was like, 100%, yes. And so they sat in the back, and man, if you want to know what's happening in youth, talk to me. I'll invite you on a Wednesday night. You can sit in the back. You can see for yourself where not only your financial giving is going to, but where your prayers are going to. To see students, 40 to 50 students on a Wednesday night at the altar praying. Life-changing, life-changing. So if you want to come see what, what we're all about, um, you might have junior hires asking, why are you here? You're like 105 years old. That's okay, okay? I promise, don't listen to them, okay? Do, I'll, tell me and I'll, I'll, I'll discipline them. I won't hit them, okay? I'm not someone to hit them. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm so stoked to be here today. Um, I hope we all had a great Thanksgiving. I hope we had a holiday full of, of family, friends, food, extra weight gained. I did all of that. Um, I got all of those things. But if you're taking notes this morning, uh, which I highly encourage, okay, not because I sound good, but God might speak through me to you. But if you're taking notes this morning, the title of my message is hashtag thankful, Okay. I'm throwing it back to, like, 2015, okay? I was trying to think of, like, a cool, like, title for my message, right? No, hashtag thankful, okay? Um, if you don't know what a hashtag is, I will pray for you. Um, but honestly, it's made its way on Facebook. So it was a Twitter, Facebook thing, even Instagram. It's just a tag that you can, um, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. It's dumb. But, yeah, hashtag thankful, okay? Hashtag thankful. Now, speaking of Thanksgiving and the season of being thankful. See, I'm, I'm tying it all in together today, okay? As I was studying and prepping for this message, I was thinking about thankfulness. I, I, I was trying to get both sides of thankfulness, right? Because uh, I know for a lot of us, it's easy to be thankful in good seasons of life, right? Whether that we are in a good financial season, whether our family has moved closer whether that's just, man, life is, life is good. There's, there's more positive than negatives, right? It's, it's easy to be thankful in good seasons. But I don't know about you, but sometimes, sometimes it's hard to be thankful in difficult seasons, right? Can we, can we agree on that? One of, the, one of the recent stories of being thankful in a difficult situation uh, was actually this past youth winter camp that uh, we just went on, family weekend, um, Long story short, if you ever have heard the stories of maybe your kids going to camp with us or anything, um, it's kind of a slow journey to camp, uh, mainly because we either go on a charter bus or this year, and, and for summer camp also, we took our uh, church shuttle buses. Um, but if you know, when it comes to riding on the bus, it's slower than a car, okay? That's just a given, right? Because you're not just carrying three people, you're carrying like 24 people, okay? Um, and, and literally every single camp, um, we always complain. Students always complain. When are we going to get there? I say seven hours. And they're like, seven hours? I'm like, yeah, I keep asking. It's going to go up, okay? Next, next five minutes, it's eight hours, okay? Um, but, man, like, like, there was something about this past weekend where 
Um, KK was one of the drivers of a car, and then Don was the driver of his truck, and we took the two shuttle buses, but we were kind of all complaining. We were like, man, can we just get to camp? Like, I wish the buses were like, I wish it was safe for a bus to go like 85 miles an hour, okay? So we can get to camp in like three hours, right, instead of five. And I remember we wanted to get to camp quick, but I remember telling KK and Don, we have to stay together, okay? We have to stay together. We have to, yes, the buses are slower, but we have to stay together. We have to make sure that we're all safe, right? If anything happens, at least we're in a caravan, right? I'm, I'm taking a safe route. And I remember um, KK was complaining a little bit. I mean, I was even complaining a little bit of, dude, let's go fast. Let's go fast. We finally make it to camp 20 hours later. Just kidding. It was only six hours. We finally make it to camp up the mountain in the mountains of San Bernardino, um, and we, we get there, I check us in, and I'm like, oh, we made it. We're safe. We are safe. No one died. We are safe, okay? We were at camp. And I remember um, Bill and Jim were our drivers to camp, and they were going to take KK's, uh, the Aguirre Suburban, because we borrowed it. Thank you, Aguirre's. Um, they were going to take that Suburban down the mountain to go home, and they were going to come back Sunday to pick us up. And we're getting into dinner. I said bye to, to Bill and Jim. They get a call like five minutes later. And it's Bill. And he goes, hey, Rick, um, we just reversed. We're still in the parking lot. And uh, I asked Don what part of the car broke, because I'm not a car guy, okay? But I asked Don. And he said, yeah, Rick, the, the ball joint on the right front tire broke. And I was like, some of your mechanics are like, oof, yes, oof. Like, I know what a ball joint is. Um, it broke. And I was like, at first, I didn't know. So I was like, oh, you know, I'll get Don to fix it. And he goes, no, like, the tire's off. And I was like, and, and at this point, there were some students, too, that I was try, trying to, like, like round up. And I told Don, I was like, Don, I need you to go check this out. And he goes, okay, I got you. Love Don. So he went, he went to, go to the car, check it out. And sure enough, the tire was completely off. It was broken. The ball joint was broken. And they didn't even, they, they moved a foot to reverse, and they heard a pop, and then do. And I was like, and then Don came back and told me what happened, and I was like, what? I was like, okay, how do we get this fixed? It's Veterans Day weekend. We're nowhere near where we live. Don, I need your help. So Don, um, Don found a mechanic up in the mountains. The mechanic came within the hour, fixed it within 20 minutes. Don had the exact amount of cash to pay the mechanic, and boom, it was done. And I was like, great. I was like, okay, literally problem on the first day of camp, fixed on a first day camp, right? Perfect camp experience, right? I was ready to go home at that moment. And I remember me and KK were talking, and then she told me, and this was after we got home, because we kind of talked through it and everything, and she told me the thing I was complaining about ended up being the thing that saved me. Let me say that again, if, if you didn't catch that. The thing I was complaining about ended up being the thing that saved me, because she was complaining about going slow, right? I have to go slow up the mountain. She was complaining about going slow. But I truly believe if she went fast, I mean, you guys can finish the story, right? Even to the other side, I'm happy, even grateful that it broke and that the one thing I was complaining about, man, even myself, I was complaining about the tire being broke. I was thankful that I was complaining about the tire not working because only imagine if Jim and Bill went down the mountain. And you can finish the story after that. Insane of the miracle of KK going slow, 
and of the actual car breaking down still up at the mountain. Now, don't get me wrong. I was thankful. I was praising God after seeing the miracles. Even after camp, I was like, thank God, dude. Thank God, thank God, thank God that KK and the girls were safe, that Jim and Bill were safe. Like, thank God nothing happened. But in the moment of the struggle, I was complaining, I was angry, and I was discontent. My hope today, my hope this morning, is that you feel encouraged and challenged. If you've heard me speak before, I always use those two because I truly believe the word of God can encourage you and it can also challenge you. And so this morning, my hope is for one, you feel encouraged that God is still with you, that he still sees you, even when life gets difficult, even when everything around us is going wrong, he is still with you. I want to challenge you also that even in the midst and the middle of our struggle and opposition, God is in control. God is our strength. And if we are challenged to be thankful in the middle of struggle, miracles will follow that obedience. And so we're going to look at the life of Jonah this morning. Um, So if you don't know this story, even better. we got to walk through it together. Uh, Before we get into the word, if you could close your eyes, bow your heads. I'm going to pray us into getting into the word. So dear Lord, we thank you for this morning. God, I pray that as you um, just, God, I pray that you start to stir up our hearts, our perspectives, our minds, God. God, may we just receive from you. Open up our ears so we can hear you this morning, God. God, we thank you for you. We thank you for, God, what you have done in our lives. I pray that as we leave this morning, God, we just have this attitude of thankfulness. God, we thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, if you want to open up your Bibles, physical or on your phone, um, I, w- I want to set the stage a little bit, kind of give you the background of Jonah, okay? Give you a summary of the four chapters of the book. Now, we're not going to go verse by verse by verse, um, but I want to give you an overview of these four chapters, okay? So, we see then chapter one that Jonah was a prophet for God, and God called Jonah to a town called Nineveh, okay? So a prophet for God, and God called him to go preach to a town called Nineveh. Now, God called him to go. God called him to call out their sin, and God called him to call them to repentance. Now, with this amazing call and amazing anointing that Jonah has, he was so excited to do it that he ran the other way. (laughs) If you don't know the story, uh, chapter one continues with, he, he ends up hitching a ride on the boat. He gets fearful of this call, so he hitches a ride on a boat to run away because he's fearful, to run away from this calling that God has put on him, which then leads to, um, I, I could preach on this part, but I got I to gotta side note it over here. Uh, the men on the boat that he hitches a ride with, there's this huge interaction But basically it leads to the men apologizing to God because they realize Jonah is the one for this crazy storm that's happening around them. They apologize to God, say, do not uh, harm us for this action we're about to do. And then they throw Jonah (laughs) off the boat into the raging waters. But then God calls a fish, or some people think a whale, to come up and swallow Jonah. Chapter 2 picks up with Jonah being in the belly of the fish. And then we see in chapter two that Jonah acknowledged his fear. He repents, thanks God, and then through that, God 
makes the fish throw him up onto dry land. Talk about never eating seafood again, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I can't imagine the smell. Okay, sorry. I, I like to try and put myself in the story, okay? It helps me out a little bit. But, um, man, I, I can't imagine that, right? Chapter 3 picks up with God giving Jonah a second chance. Jonah then fulfills what God called him to do. Nineveh repents. The entire area of Nineveh repents and follows God. And in chapter 4, God shows Jonah a final lesson. So, see, we, we see a lot of happening, a lot happening in these four chapters. And it's only four chapters, which is kind of crazy, but a lot happens. And there's two main parts that I want to focus on this morning as we go through his story. Now, the first part is when he finds himself in the belly of the fish and what he did. And you're going to find it on the screen if you want to read with me. It's only two verses but the first one being Jonah 1, 17. It says this. Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. How long was he inside the fish? Three days and three nights. Then continuing right after this, that's the end of the chapter. And chapter 2, verse 1, it says this. Picking up, it says, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God, from inside the fish. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But my first point for everyone this morning is rather than complaining, start praying. Rather than complaining, start praying. Big question real quick before we get into it. You can raise your hand. I'll raise mine because I already know the question and I'm already answering it. Uh, but how many of us here Find it hard to be thankful in difficult seasons. You can raise your hand. Be honest. It's okay. Yep. I'll be the first one. Yeah. It's, I mean, if your hand isn't raised, I wish I had your positivity um, because, man, you're a positive person. But for me, it's difficult sometimes to be thankful in hard situations. See, what interests me about Jonah and Pardon me for being a little bit graphic this morning. Again, I try to put myself in this story to really get a feel of the word. But try to imagine what Jonah, like Jonah's situation. Like try to imagine the place he's in. Not just like mentally and spiritually, but like physically. Like he's in the belly of a fish. Okay, imagine what he's surrounded in. Imagine what he's sitting in. Imagine how his clothes are are drenched, and probably not just from water, okay? I just want to paint the picture, okay? Just paint, just, I'm, I'm sorry, but we have to paint the picture to really get into the mind of Jonah, okay? But just imagine what he is physically in, his surroundings. Scripture doesn't say that right away Jonah the prophet prayed, no. Scripture doesn't say, you know, after a short time Jonah prayed, it states that after he spent three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, remember, imagine what he's sitting in, what's around him, three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, then he prayed. Only then he prayed. Now, I can imagine that in those three days, we can assume he wasn't praying, right? Like, if... If it starts chapter 2 saying, then he prayed, we can assume those three days, big man probably wasn't praying, 
right? Like, let's just be honest. We can then assume that if he wasn't praising God and being thankful for where God has placed him, he was probably complaining about his situation, right? Maybe angry towards himself, maybe even sad and disappointed of where he's ended up. Now, if we really take a look at ourselves, I mean, I'll be the first one to say, I can relate to Jonah sometimes. Maybe we can relate to Jonah sometimes. Because yes, of course, you will never find yourself in the belly of a fish, okay? That will never happen. Um, unless, like, that story last year, the, like, I don't know if you guys saw the Moor Bay, that lady getting swallowed on the canoe. Did you guys see that last year? That was crazy. Um, so hopefully you're not her. Um, and if you're watching this, I'm thankful you're alive. Um, but you'll probably never find yourself in the belly of a fish, okay? But we will find ourselves in difficult seasons of life. Family struggles, loss of a job, financial worries, the worry about your future. Let me tell you, it's easy to complain. It's easy to be angry. I'll even say this, it's easy to even doubt God's presence and power in your life. It's easy. It's completely easy. But 100% of the time, what's going to lift your spirit, what's going to get you into the attitude of thankfulness is going from complaining to praying. Complaining to praying. Because maybe for a lot of us, even myself, what we're dealing with, our struggles, the, the difficult seasons in life, it's all around us, right? It's, it's usually physical, right? It's usually right around us. We can see it right in front of our eyes. We can see it when we go home. We can see it when we get to work. We can see it when we start looking at our bills. We can see it when we start looking at our phone, right? It's all around us. So it's easy to complain and be angry if it's right in front of us, right? Because we can see it. But let me tell you what's more powerful than complaining. Prayer. Prayer is more powerful than complaining. Prayer is more powerful than complaining. Now, let me, now just like the story of KK, right, that I just said, and the, car not, and, and the car breaking down, we're all complaining. We're all upset. We're all annoyed. But I remember one of my biggest prayers when we get geared up for camp months and months before, when we start even, start paying the deposit, start getting paperwork in, a couple of my biggest prayers is that one, students experience Jesus, that's my number one prayer, and secondly, <laughs> that we get to camp safely. <laughs> that's, that's just me being honest, those are my two biggest prayers whenever we're getting geared up for camp, because if you've never drove up the mountains of San Bernardino, if you never drove up to any mountains in general, they're kind of wild, guys. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, they're, they're, they're windy. They're scary. And it might just be me because I'm afraid of heights. And I always overstress because I am in charge of 40, you know, 30, 40 plus kids. But if you put those two things together, and let me tell you, I pray hard. Okay? <laughs> I pray like a thousand percent. But let me tell you, praying gets you out of a place of complaining. Praying gets you out of a place of complaining. Because it will hit you. Like, wow, my situation might not change this instant, 
but I'm going to do my best and thank God for all that I have. I'm going to go ahead and thank God that I'm still here. I'm going to go ahead and thank God that he's not done with me, that it might feel like he's not with me. It might feel like this situation keeps coming around and I'm stuck in a cycle. But you know what? I thank God I'm not alone. I thank God that I have a church family. I thank God that I'm still living today. And I thank God that if I'm living today, that God is not done with me yet. Praying will get you out of a place of complaining. Now, I want to speak to this as well. Our situations and surroundings might change 100%. God is a miracle worker. He, will, he can do anything and change anything. But sometimes our situations and struggles, they might not change. We can see back in the story that after, again, three days, after three days, we then get to chapter 2. And we see that Jonah prayed to the Lord from inside the fish. Where? Inside. Inside the fish. He didn't pray to God outside the fish. He didn't pray to God after he was already delivered in the, in the land of Nineveh. He didn't give prayers to God on vacation. He didn't give prayers to God when his situation changed. That's a note right there. While he was inside the fish, he prayed. See, this is important because I believe that Jonah recognized something. I believe that he recognized that the one thing he was complaining about, remember in the beginning, ended up being the thing that saved him. And side note, even though Jonah was rebellious, even though he was running from God, God wasn't done with him yet. Because in the beginning of chapter 2, Jonah speaks about that, of God, you could have, you could have taken my life. <laughs> You could have commanded the waters to drown me, and I would have been in despair for eternity. But I thank you, and I praise you that you are still with me. Even though he was running away from God, God wasn't done with him yet. And maybe someone needs to hear that this morning, that even if you have found yourself running from God, even if you are in a difficult season of life, I want to remind you God's not done with you. I want to remind you that he still has a purpose for you. And he still has a plan for your life. Just like how we were complaining about the speeds and how slow we were going, going to camp, and how we just wanted to get to camp, I'm thankful that the one thing I was complaining about ended up being the thing that saved us. Now, some of us right now, we're going through some difficult situations, some difficult times. And, and I, I want to be honest, I want to say this. Um, Because I grew up Christian, I grew up listening to pastors, and I get it. Sometimes the pastors, hopefully not here, but sometimes the pastors that we've heard throughout our lives kind of dismiss our problems, right? Dismiss our pain, like, hey, brother, you're going through a hard time, but be thankful. And I'm like... No, <laughs> like, no, right? Like, like maybe, maybe you've, you can relate to that, right? Like, we've, I, I've grown up hearing pastors talk about thankfulness, hearing, hearing pastors talk about this idea of being thankful in difficult seasons. And I want to be just the first one to say, if I'm, if I'm the first one, I'm not trying to dismiss your hurt, okay? I'm not trying to dismiss your pain or your struggle. I'm just trying to encourage you by asking the question. And I, I wrote this down. And I'll be the first one to say I heard this from another pastor, but it stuck with me. If I say something good, guys, 
just know that, for one, it's the Lord, and I probably heard it from another pastor, okay? Um, that's just me being honest, but I heard this, and it talks about the idea of being thankful in the season you're in, and it stuck with me, even today. And I heard this pastor say this, maybe God is looking for you to thank him in the season you're in to see if you'll be faithful in the season that he's going to bring you into. Let me say it one more time. Maybe you want to write that down. Maybe God is looking for you to thank him in the season you're in and praise him for the season you're in to see if you'll be faithful in the season that he's going to bring you into. See, I believe the first step to begin this process of being thankful, no matter the situation, is to start praying. We see that from Jonah. He started praying while he was still inside the fish. Now, I said this to my students a few weeks ago, even at camp, but if you're uncomfortable with praying to God, if you're uncomfortable with speaking to our creator, I'm going to be honest, maybe it's because it's not a regular practice for you. Because in order to go from complaining to praying, you, you, you got to start praying, right? Right? That, that, that's the equation. From complaining to praying, that means you got to start praying, right? But in order to get comfortable praying, I'll be honest, you, you, you got to start speaking to the creator. <laughs> There's nothing you can do to get closer to God than to actually speak with him. And again, just like the, the last song we sang, it just, that, I, I love that song because it just blows my mind every single time that the same God that just breathe galaxies, our earth, everything we know by just, honestly, a flip of a switch of his hands doing the work of, of him breathing life, that's the same God that we can talk to? I mean, I don't know about you, but every time I hear that song, I get gut checked, and I'm like, God, I haven't spoke to you in a minute. God, I'm a little bit uncomfortable praying today. And almost every time when I say that, or when I don't want to pray, or when I just don't know how to pray, God checks me and says, have you made it a habit yet? Hmm. Have you made it a daily habit yet? Sometimes in struggles in my life, I go, no, God, I've lost the habit. It's not that I've lost the connection. I've just lost the habit. And sometimes to get to this idea of being thankful in difficult seasons, it's praying. But if we're not comfortable praying, I'm going to encourage you like my students. I'm going to use youth lingo right now, okay? Get on it. Okay, easy and simple. And listen, I'm not just saying that to you. I'm saying that to myself, okay? Because there's some moments where I'm not on it, where I haven't talked to, to, to my father, to God on that day, sometimes in difficult seasons for the week. But let me tell you, when you start to make it a habit, when you start to actually be comfortable and put practice into praying, you're going to find yourself thanking God when a difficult season hits you. See, I believe that Jonah took the first step 
of being thankful by recognizing the place he was in and going into prayer to combat his circumstance. I believe Jonah went into prayer to combat his circumstance. But there's a second part that I want to talk about. And my second point, if you're taking notes, is thankfulness is more than words. Thankfulness is more than words. See, we see that Jonah started to pray to the Lord while in the belly of the fish, right? We see that in the beginning of chapter 2. And chapter 2 is his entire prayer that you can read through it later. But pick it up with me right before it ends in verse 7. So this is Jonah chapter 2, verses 7 to 10. You can follow along on the screen. It says this. As my life was slipping away, I remembered the Lord. And my earnest prayer went out to you in your holy temple. Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all God's mercies. But I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise. Some translations say praise and thanksgiving. And I will fulfill all my vows. For my salvation comes from the Lord alone. Then the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah out onto the beach. I want to repeat, I believe it's verse 8 or 9, but, but I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise. And in the last part, and I will fulfill all of my vows to you. If you're taking notes, highlight this part, underline it. Behavior matching prayer. Behavior matching prayer. See, this is the challenge that I want to bring to us this morning. We might say the right words when we're talking with God. We might, we might even make prayer part of our daily lives. But I want to challenge us if we're making prayer part of our daily lives, if we're saying the right words, but our behavior isn't lining up with our prayer, we're not moving forwards. I want to, I want to, honestly, I want to lay that right there. If, if your behavior isn't matching your prayer, you're not moving forward. You're just staying stagnant. You're just staying stagnant, which again can lead to complaining, to anger, to doubt, to despair. Thankfulness isn't just saying the right words over and over and over again. It's more than that. It's our behavior. It's how we act. It's how we carry ourselves. It's how genuine that we are and that we try to be. And again, I'll be the first to say up here, please know that I'm not trying to dismiss your surroundings. I'm not saying don't work through your problems or situations, because if you don't work through your problems, they're going to end up way worse. So I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying and what I'm trying to challenge us with is that if we're going to thank God for the season that we're in, then we have to believe and act that he will get us through whatever we're in. We have to put our faith into action. Let's make sure that our behavior matches up our prayer. Because when we do that, 
man, when you start to act and truly believe the thankfulness that you're giving up to God, you're going to get a little pep in your step. And I'm, 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 I'm going to, I promise you, you're going to start changing, not you, God is going to start changing your perspective. Because when, you, when, you're, when your behavior matches up with your prayer, wow, you know, I don't know if we're going to make our bills next month. But thank God I still have my family. And thank God that they're still supporting me. I don't know what this diagnosis means for my future. But you know, thank God I'm still breathing today. Thank God I still have today to make a difference. As the worship team comes up, I want to finish with a final thought. Like I said, I know when we, um, I know when we talk about thankfulness and gratitude, it's, trust me, guys, I, if, if you're dismissing me, I understand. I completely understand. I've been in that spot where someone's either pastor or friend is saying, hey, just be thankful for where you are. Hey, just, be, just think of the things that you have right now. And it's easy to dismiss. It's easy because I've said these phrases. You don't know what I'm going through, right? You don't know the pain and struggle that I, you don't know what I've gone through in my life for you to tell me to be thankful. And I'll be the first one to say, yeah, you're right. We're different. We didn't grow up the same. We look different. We have different family backgrounds. I probably don't know what you're going through. But I do know the one who can change your life. I do know the one who can change your situation. I do know the one that can bring healing to your family, to yourself. I do know the one who can make a miracle happen in the midst of a struggle. And his name is Jesus. When you start to challenge, challenge yourself, when you start to change your perspective, when you start to be thankful for what you do have and be thankful for the season that you're in, when you start to not just say with your mouth that you're thankful, but with your behavior and lifestyle show that you're thankful, I will promise you that God's going to come through for you in ways that you never would have thought. For Jonah, going back to my boy Jonah, God used him to make a miracle happen in Nineveh. And I want to say this, sometimes we want the miracle, sometimes we want the situation changed, but we haven't put in the faith. We haven't put in the time. We haven't put in the prayers. I said it before, but guys, I truly believe it. It stuck with me for years. That phrase, if God, sometimes God wants to see if you're thankful for the season you're in, so that you'll be faithful in the season that he has in store for you. Because I truly believe when we get into this attitude of thankfulness and praise, the miracle is right there. The miracle is right there. And it's not that God is, is holding on to it and saying, you better praise me. You better praise me. You want this. You better, oop, got to pray more. No, it's not that God's doing that. 
God's trying to grow you. God's trying to grow your faith. And most importantly, he's, if sometimes we have pride on that we can change our own situations, let me tell you, you can't. Let me tell you, I can't change my situations for the 100% better. The only one that can is God. The only one that can is Jesus. So I have to rely and trust in him that he will do it. And he will. <laughs> time and time and time again, you can think of your own lives how many times has God showed up? How many times has God done a miracle for you? He's going to do it. We just have to take those first steps. If you guys could stand with me. Like I said, God used Jonah to make a miracle happen in Nineveh, and all were saved. You want to see your situation changed? You want to see breakthrough in your life? You want to see your prayers answered? You want to receive strength and perseverance in the cycle that you're in? It starts right here. It starts right here at the altar. Our prayer team, if you could come up, take your places. It starts right here at the altar. It takes us taking those steps and saying, God, I don't know why I'm in this season. God, I don't know how to continue on. God, I'm worried for tomorrow, for next month, for next year. But I'm going to come to the altar. I'm going to receive prayer. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to praise you in this season. I give my all to you because you're the one that can get me through this. Not myself. Not podcast. Not friends. All those things will help. But what will get you through is Jesus. And so I'm going to pray us out. We're going to get into time of worship. I encourage you, if you need prayer this morning, if you're struggling with something this morning and you need breakthrough, please, I highly encourage and I want to challenge you, come to the front. Even if you don't pray with someone right here, you just want to come to the front and worship and just give God praise and leave it here at the altar, I encourage you, please, take this time. Use it wisely because we're here for you. We want to lift you up. We want to praise you. But it takes those steps. So, dear Lord, we thank you for this morning, God. We thank you for everything you've done in our lives. God, I began to worship. Lord, I pray you start to stir our hearts. May we come to the front to worship you, to receive prayer, to be in your presence, God. God, I pray that as we leave this morning, we have the attitude of Jonah. Of giving praise and thanks to you in the midst of our struggle. I pray you challenge us to take those steps of prayer, to start spending time with you. God, we just thank you. We praise you for this family, this community that we have around us. May we leave here different than when we first came. God, we thank you. We praise you. Say all this in Jesus' name. Once again, thank you for joining us for today's podcast. 
Special thanks to those of you who give so generously to make this ministry possible. If God has put it on your heart to give, please visit our website at pacificchristian.net. And if you enjoyed today's message, please consider subscribing, sharing with your friends on social media, and giving us a rating in iTunes. This will enable us to expand our reach and share the message of Christ with more people. Until next time, God bless you.